eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and I'm currently recording this on Tuesday night, knowing that the defensive coordinator has been named for Arizona, uh, the Wildcats have hired UCLA defensive line coach Johnny Nansen as its new defensive coordinator. Before we get into the hire itself, uh, I think a couple things are important to know. Uh, number one, he has the title of defensive coordinator with no position attached. Um, it is unknown as of now if he will be coaching the defensive line if he will be coaching linebackers, or if he will just be overseeing the entire defense. Um, When that will be decided is unknown. There's still a few dominoes that have to fall. Um, Specifically, Keith Dudzinski is still a member of the coaching staff, linebackers coach, and also special teams coach. Will he be joining Don Brown? Uh, at UMass as the def- defensive coordinator there? Is there a possibility that he stays at Arizona? Um, that still needs to be discussed between him and Jed Fish. Um, I would personally be surprised if he stays at Arizona. Not sure if it will be UMass, but I think um, it would be somewhat of a surprise uh, if he does stay at Arizona as as the linebacker coach. But then the question becomes, uh, does Nansen coach the defensive line, moving Hundley to linebackers? Does Nansen coach linebackers and they um, hire another linebacker coach? Uh, does he just oversee the defense and they hire a linebacker coach? Does he just oversee the defense and they hire, you know, uh, do they hire a special teams coach where, you know, Nansen coaches linebackers and is the defensive coordinator, does all the linebackers, Hundley stays where he is and they just hire a special teams coach? Um, From what I understand, there are a group of names that Jed Fish is currently talking to and and kind of working things out with. I don't know the timeline for that as of now. I don't expect it to really drag out, Um, but uh, there is legitimate interest from from solid candidates in this job. Uh, What I can say with confidence is that, you know, a lot of times we do hot boards based on rumors and all that. Um, if I could go back and do my hot board again, um, I, you know, Nansen wasn't on my first one. He would have been on my second one. Uh, I believe that Jed Fish had his guy. Um, he didn't have him sewn up until probably Tuesday, finalized and all that. But I think he knew exactly 
who he wanted to hire and the type of coach he wanted to hire. Um, on our hot board, we had a few names, and, and I'll just you know kind of go through them um, before we get into Nance and himself um, because you know people were were kind of questioning a few things about um, you know guys on the hot board, and, and so it makes sense to tell you uh, whether or not you know they're they're realistic and. You know, we made it the hot board three and a bunch of people asked why we didn't do hot board four. And the reason we didn't do hot board four is, um, is because we couldn't, uh, you know, we, we couldn't really give it away, right? We kind of knew it was, and I didn't want to, you know, fool people or anything like that. So I kind of just stopped, uh, with the hot board. So the other day there were rumors of Derek Odom being the guy and it kind of spread a little bit, has a connection to Tucson family from here, etc. solid coach. Um, and so, you know, I, I said, you know what, based on smoke, let's, let's put it out there, right? Why not? Um, probably did that a little too soon because I contacted someone who's a very, very good source <laughs> close to Derek Odom, and he never even heard from Arizona, was not an option at any point, did not have a discussion with Jed Fish. And when you think about it, it kind of, you know, it kind of makes sense, um, has, you know, it, tenure, with San Jose State, you hire Jed Fish instead of Brent Brennan, and before you know it, he's hiring San Jose State coaches. Um, doesn't make a, a ton of sense there. Burt Watts was the hot name. Um, that was kind of spread a little bit by high school coaches as a guy to look at. Burt Watts, the rumor is, is trying to kind of get out of Auburn. Might still be an option at the linebacker coach um, as someone to join Arizona staff. After all, he coaches outside linebackers and special teams. Uh, but not the defensive coordinator. Joe Salavea, talking to Oregon sources, was never a serious option. The dude makes $685,000, has all the titles in the world. Um, I think there's likely some concern if Cristobal goes somewhere that Joe may be left behind. Like, let's say Cristobal winds up going to Miami in a year, whatever it's going to be, but that's not something you really worry about a year um, down the line, right? So... Salivea, never really uh, an option. Peter Hansen is the guy I ran a profile for um, Tuesday afternoon. Um, his name kind of got floated by some, but he was never a serious option. It was more to a discussion. Great dude. Um, knows what a rebuild is, but hasn't really done enough um, position coach-wise with recruiting and all that. Solid coach. I like him. I think he has a bright future in the sport, but probably not the guy... Um, you know, for Arizona. Jimmy Lake is another name that came up. Um, I said this pretty quickly after released the hot board. Jimmy Lake has to be very careful with his next job. Let's say he goes to Arizona and fails. I'm not saying he would, but let's say he does. His career is not necessarily done in college football, but he's not going to be a head coach anytime soon, and he's probably stuck being a position coach uh, in the NFL. He's the guy that's going to be able to pick his job. He may sit out a year and then be able to pick his job, but he'll be able to pick his job. And when you're a guy like that, you very rarely um, pick a rebuilding job like Arizona. Plus, you have the off-the-field stuff. Recruiting took a hit a little bit. Um, you know, things like that. Dwayne Walker, Arizona loves him. I wouldn't be surprised if he's in line for a raise. He makes 285 right now. I could see him being in line for a raise. I don't think he'll get the title bump necessarily, but he's a guy that's going to have a big role in this defense um, I don't think he was ever seriously considered for the job, um, but he's a guy where I, I think he should be very well respected 
when we're discussing overall the search for a defensive coordinator. Keith Hayward, um, discussions have come up with Keith Hayward. He's a guy where I'm not ruling out of joining the staff um, as a linebackers coach, most likely, but um, he's a guy where I, I wouldn't necessarily say that he's not uh, you know, going to be a member of this coaching staff. I still think there is a possibility that happens. They have a game uh, this weekend against USC, which may be the most meaningless college football game ever. <laughs> but uh, they have one. But he's a guy where I kind of still would keep him in the back of my mind for someone down the road um, that could possibly, you know, join the Arizona coaching staff. Ron English never had any serious conversations I don't think they ever had any conversations. He's just a guy who kind of connect the dot. John Summerall, coach with Jimmy Doherty. He's a guy at Kentucky where he's actually up for the head coaching job at Troy right now, and he makes six fifty. Uh, never a, a serious consideration. Tosh Lupoy is a guy where, uh, you know, the nuclear recruiting option, right? If you want a college football recruiter and you want to make the biggest explosion possible with college football recruiting, you would hire a guy like Tosh Lapoy, right? I mean, we know what he does. But then you're also asking him to leave the NFL, which he's now been in for three, four years, in the middle of the NFL season. He's probably getting paid a large chunk of money to be the Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line coach. And then you're kind of messing with his past at Alabama and all that. He's going to want full play control. It didn't go great at times with Bama with that um, and the cheating and all that stuff. So take a risk. So... Where does that leave you? Uh, well, basically, you know, you, you kind of take a look at everything, and Johnny Nansen fits what Jed Fish said for the most part, right? So Jed Fish did say that he wants a recruiter, a West Coast guy, a guy that knows how to rebuild a program, a guy that's called plays before or had experience. That's kind of where uh, Nansen doesn't necessarily fit in terms of calling plays and have that coordinator experience. Now, with that being said, and what my guess is what Jed's reply to that would be, is that he's been an associate head coach at USC. He's been involved in game planning. And while he may not be the guy that calls all the X's and O's, he's been in that room and it wouldn't be like he's just hitting the field, having no idea how to call a college football game, right? Like he's called plays before at USC, he was the associate head coach. Uh, he was associate head coach at Washington, even though it was on offense. He's, he's been around the block in the Pac-12. And he maybe hasn't called all his own plays, um, but he's called enough plays where, you know, or hasn't called enough plays, but he's, he's been in the room, so to speak, right? And, and so it's not just a completely foreign concept to... Uh, to Nansen. He's not going to come in, and, and I, I know it's going to be a criticism, I can tell you right now, but it's not the type of situation where it's like, well, shoot, we got Judd Fish, who this is his first year as a head coach, and now we got a, a first-year defensive coordinator, and yeah, he, he's technically a first-year defensive coordinator, but he's been in the room, like I mentioned. It's not a completely foreign concept where he's going to sit down and have no idea. Um, if he sits down with Judd Fish, you assume he knows what he wants to run and, uh, and all that. Um, in terms of what he wants to run, uh, that's kind of up in the air. I would guess a 3-4. He has experience with the 3-4, but I don't really know. Uh, you might take a look at the personnel and kind of adjust. Uh, if they do run a 3-4, I think we know exactly where Arizona's going to be on the recruiting trail. 
uh, for the next few weeks. It's going to have to add linebackers in, in a big way. It actually may be fine on the defensive line for a 3-4, but linebackers, um, it is absolutely not fine. Jerry Roberts coming back from injury, Anthony Pandy leaving, uh, you know, it, hot, Rashi Hodge leaving. There's, there's things that would be going on there where they would need to dramatically upgrade the position, even if it's just from a depth standpoint. But overall with Nansen, where do we stand? Uh, I would be honest with you, if I didn't like the hire, I do like the hire. I do have some questions about it. Um, the play calling aspect is probably my biggest question, the X's and O's. But I get what Jed Fish is doing. And I posted the question the other day, would you rather have a recruiter or a, a guy that's known as a coach, right? Just a coach's coach or a guy that recruits? I think Nansen is a little bit of both. Um, you know, it, it would be silly, uh, you know, to, to say that he's not a good coach. You ask UCLA fans, I, I took the UCLA publisher, Tracy Pearson, their defensive line was fantastic in the last few years when Nansen has been there. He recruited one of their best defensive line classes in a long time and then coached them up. They had a very solid defensive line. Um, and so, uh, you know, everywhere he's gone, he's been a, a very solid, successful coach. Now, with that being said, his recruiting is really what has gotten him hired at most spots. And that's not to take away from his coaching, but his recruiting is very good. Uh, you don't get jobs in the Pac-12 like he has if your recruiting isn't good. You don't go to USC, UCLA, Washington if your recruiting isn't very good. That's what he is. Like He is a very successful recruiter. Um, you just take a look at you know some of the guys. And, and yes, you can make the, uh, the argument that um, you can make the argument that He's not, you know, it, USC recruits itself, right? You can easily make that argument. Um, I get it. But when you take a look at the guys that he has landed, and by the way, USC recruits itself unless Clay Helton is head coach. In that case, it, it doesn't. But he landed Adore Jackson. He landed Rojo. He landed Damian Mama, Gary Bryant, uh, you know, Hufanga, Levi Jones, Josh Fala, Raymond Scott. He landed guys that... Quentin Somerville from Arizona. Keep that in mind. He went to Scottsdale Saguaro and brought Quentin Somerville to UCLA, uh, who Arizona would have absolutely loved. You know, John Ross, uh, Elijah, you know, he, he's gone all over. Nick Figueroa, it, you know, he, he's landed some major, major players for UCLA and USC. And he's got guys that Arizona wanted um, and just could not land. He did at Washington. He did it at USC. He did it at UCLA. He is a very good recruiter. In addition, you know, we've heard for years, a long time, no matter who's hiring head coach, that one of the biggest reasons they wanted Joe Salavea was for the Polynesian connection. Bring Polynesian players back to Arizona. Johnny Nansen is going to do that. I can guarantee you that Johnny Nansen is going to recruit Polynesians, whether they're from Hawaii, Samoa, California, Vegas, Take a look at the guys that he's offered and recruited at each stop he's been at, and the Polynesian pipeline is going to be very well established at Arizona. All right? I would be shocked if the next full class that Nansen gets doesn't include a handful of Polynesian guys. Um, he is, that, that's kind of like his bread and butter. Um, you know, Greg Biggins, we have an article on the front page of Wildcat Authority. Um, you know, I asked him to, to kind of tell me a little bit about him. 
Um, he calls him the poly whisper for success recruiting Polynesian players. All right. Um, it is a major recruiting upgrade from what Arizona had. Uh, now, you can make the argument, look, Don Brown, great defense coordinator. It'd be silly to argue otherwise. That's not what I'm saying here. What I'm saying is that if you compare the two's recruiting, there is no comparison in the West, especially what Don Brown and Johnny Nansen have done recruiting-wise. All right, Don Brown recruited well to Michigan. Uh, a lot of that was regional, right? If you're talking about the West Coast and what they did in this class that they have right now, Nansen in the West Coast is going to be known as a better recruiter. For what Arizona needs in terms of recruiting, solely recruiting, Nansen is the clear better option than Don Brown. All right, I'm not telling you he's a better defense coordinator overall. That that remains to be seen. What I'm saying is that in terms of recruiting and what Arizona needs, Nansen's that guy. And when Don Brown took the UMass job, which by the way, Arizona like it didn't floor Arizona. Arizona Jed Fish had his guy in mind earlier this week. Um, you know when uh, when the decision was made, right? And so. Nansen was one of the first guys that Fish looked at, and he made the decision that, you know, oftentimes, going back to what I said before, we debate between recruiters, coaches, etc. You have to have talent in college football to win football games. The idea of coaching guys up and developing is absolutely fantastic. Everyone wants that. It happens at every school in the country, right? You develop certain players, the Scooby rights of the world, whatever. But at the end of the day, you take a look at college football, and it really comes down to one thing 99% of the time, and that is the team with the better players wins. Arizona could have come out this season and had the greatest schemes known to man, but if the players don't execute it, you would never know it, right? Like, we don't know if Don Brown had the greatest game plan ever, but if his players don't make a tackle, it doesn't matter. Jed Fish could call the greatest passing play at that time, perfect play call. But if Will Plummer or whoever it is overthrows it, it's not a great play, right? And so you need players that are able to execute it. And at the end of the day, spare me the stars don't matter crap because they do matter. Like ratings matter in the sense where if you land more highly rated players, you have a better chance of success. And Jed Fish sat down thought about this and said, you know what? If we're going to turn this program around, it comes down to recruiting. Look at the state of the program right now that it was left in. It was left in not necessarily because Kevin Sumlin is a bad coach. It's because they failed miserably on the recruiting trail. They had coaches that didn't recruit. They had coaches that didn't evaluate, and it failed miserably, and Arizona has one of the worst rosters in Pac-12 history. Truly, really does. I'm not exaggerating. Now, Judd Fish sits down and says, we need to change this. Well, the best way to change it is every coach on your roster needs to recruit, right? Judd Fish, at the time of recording this, is in the home of all the commits. He's going to be in the home of more guys. He's returning this weekend for visitors. He is the most active head coach recruiter that Arizona has had in, in quite a while. Certainly more active than the last head coach. And a guy at every position is an active recruiter. And if you're not, you're not going to be a member of this staff. And basically what he did is he sat down and he said, we need a guy that's going to come in 
to the West Coast and get us in houses. Arizona is not going to beat USC and Lincoln Rally for recruits. All right? I'm not saying that Arizona is going to sign a top five class. But why can't Arizona football sign a top 25 to 30 class? That should be a reasonable expectation. And the best way to do that is by hiring a guy like Danson. The best way to do that is the next spot that it fills. I guarantee you it's a recruiter. Now, I'm not saying it won't be a good coach, but I guarantee you that whoever hires, whether it's, even if he keeps Studzinski, which again, would surprise me, but the next guy that Arizona hires, whether it's special teams, defensive line, linebacker, whatever it is, is going to actively and aggressively recruit the West. Because at the end of the day, that's the choice that Arizona's made. And it's, it's the right one. The X's and O's is a concern. But the X's and O's don't mean crap if you don't have the players to execute it. Okay, you can be, you know, Johnny Nansen could be, it, it goes both ways, right? He could be the best X's and O guy, but the players can't do it. He could be the worst X's and O guy, but he has good enough players to do it, right? Does that make sense? So <laughs> uh, it, it's a situation where a lot of times you have teams where they're so talented that you don't know if they're a good coach. And they lose the talent, and, you know, it, it, things take a step back, right? But they're still a solid team because of that talent. Um, you know, like, it, you take a look at a Clemson, and I'm not comparing Arizona to Clemson, but I'm saying is Dabo Sweeney was, is known as an absolutely monster coach, right? But he loses his quarterback, the quarterback struggles, and all of a sudden people question his offensive play-calling ability and the offensive coordinator there, right? And, and so it's just situations like that. Again, I'm not comparing Arizona to Clemson, so please don't uh, come back and say that. Um, the thing with Nansen that's interesting is he's actually coached running backs as well. And, you know, people will say, oh, he's, he's coached running backs. That's why I want as my, my defensive coordinator, right? But one of the better coaches in the Pac-12 is Angus McClure, who is currently coaching the offensive line at Cal. Um, you know, he's coached offensive line tight ends, but he went to UCLA. They were great. Made a bowl almost every year he was there. He coached D-line, right? So uh, he's been a defense coordinator in high school. He, and, and so you can't, you can't say that. There's guys that have just, you know, re recruited... And, and, and coached, there's guys that have coached offense and defense. I mean, Jed Fish started out as a high school defensive coordinator, right? He's like, so, um, you know, there's, uh, there's things where uh, you, you just kind of, you know, you, you kind of, you mix it up a little bit, right? And, and so it's not a, a big deal, so to speak, that he, he coached uh, running backs at some point. When you take a look at what he's done at USC, he was the defensive run game coordinator. So again, that's going to come up, right? So in 2019, he coached the inside linebackers and was the defensive run game coordinator, okay? So that'll be the argument. He's, he's called, a, he, no, he hasn't called every single play, but he's called certain plays. From 16 to 18, he was the assistant head coach and worked with linebackers and coordinated recruiting efforts. At a lot of places he's been, he's been the recruiting coordinator back when they had coaches do it a little bit um you know some schools still do that we'll have a recruiting department and a coach will be a recruiting coordinator less schools do that but nansen's still going to be um an active recruiter this is a guy where in 2017 uh 24 7 sports named him the pac-12 recruiter of the year all right he he landed dudes okay he he coached nfl guys um he had two usc trojans in the top five uh top 25 in sacks uh, USC was 31st nationally in rushing defense. Um, Clay Helton fired him because he's a moron, basically. Um, you know, it, and 
he was very close to Sark. Johnny Nansen's close to Sark. But he was the last uh, previous assistant that Clay Helton fired. In 2014-15, he was the assistant head coach, running backs, and special teams. Uh, there's probably no world where Nansen does special teams and uh, is the defensive coordinator. It just doesn't work. So, you know, you could see Jordan Papal doing uh, special teams, which he kind of started off, or Arizona could just hire a linebacker slash special teams. They could break it up. That's probably the biggest, you know, the next step kind of deal. Uh, at Washington, he was assistant head coach, running back, special teams coordinator, Bishop Sankey. Remember him? Coach Bishop Sankey, right? <laughs> so not bad. Uh, 2009 to 2011 was Washington's D-line coach, special teams coordinator, and recruiting. Um, no matter what this guy coaches, the units are good. So he coached punting, right? In 2011, they were seventh nationally in punting. They were 21 nationally in punt return defense, all right? Um, he was at Idaho from 2004 to 2008, defensive line, special teams coordinator. Uh, that season, the first season, right? 2000, sorry, the last season, 2008, leading punter in the entire nation. Idaho was 14th nationally in punting, right? First three seasons at Idaho, running backs and special teams, 2007, third in punt returns, okay? And so uh, Coach linebacker uh, Daniel Vaboro, who played four seasons in the NFL, ranked seventh in the nation in tackles, all right? He was a secondary coach. He was a cornerbacks coach. Um, he was at Louisville as a defensive lineman, uh, graduate, graduate assistant, um, Went to Long Beach, Jordan. If there's a good player out of Long Beach, Jordan, Johnny Nansen's going to be all over it, right? Like, that is, that's his school. He's the guy where he's, he's going to be there. So, simply put, or not simply put, whatever, you know, you want, uh, it is a good hire, in my opinion, for what Arizona needs. You need to be able to recruit to win. Rich Rod's mistake was hiring guys that didn't recruit. Kevin Sumlin was done from the minute he stepped on campus by hiring guys that didn't recruit. At the very least, the absolute least, Jed Fish is recognizing what you need to win at Arizona, and that is talent. You cannot win without talent. Now, that's not saying that they're not going to develop dudes, because that's obviously a main goal. But you want to develop guys with a higher floor, because at least those guys are going to be better to start and could turn into better players as opposed to saying, let's go get that two-star guy and develop him. We'll be great. There's plenty of Scooby rights to go around. There's not. There's not plenty of Scooby rights to go around. Okay, and I, people still bring him up, and I get it. Um, you know, people bring up Dick Tomei and his ability to develop. I get it. At the end of the day, you're recruiting the best players possible and turning those guys into the best players possible. It's that simple. Recruit or die. A coach once told me, recruit or die. And that's the mindset you have to be as a college basketball, football, hockey, whatever it may be. Recruit or die, because that is the lifeblood of college sports. So with that being said, again, I'm recording this, recording this on Tuesday night. Um, sorry if I, I kind of mess with you guys a little bit, but I got to have my fun too. And sometimes, you know, we report things when uh, we absolutely need to and, and when we're allowed to. So with that being said... Jason Shear, Wildcat Authority. This has been the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. There's still a lot of news. Signing day is still two weeks away. Arizona has a new defensive coordinator. Still probably needs to hire one more coach. Um, you know, college football coaches getting $100 million all over the place. College football is very different, but very fun to cover. And uh, we're with you every step of the way. So thanks again for joining us. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.